Jones and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This felt like a Kevin Pelton kind of a day. Going into the All-Star break, Suns getting Kevin Durant. Maybe they're getting Kevin Love. Maybe they're not. I don't know. The West is starting to kind of take shape. I thought you were going to say because it's kind of cloudy. Weather's not good. I don't know what it's like up there rainy. in the Pacific Northwest, but I, I guess looking at it now, it does look like a I little... Think that's why you would say that. No, yeah, it's just good day to talk mm. basketball with Kevin Pelton, ESPN NBA insider. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line, I don't know what the weather's like in his neck of the woods, but Kevin Pelton is joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. What's going on, Kev? Uh, it's starting to clear up a little bit. We might even get uh, some sunshine by by the time the sun sets. So hopefully, <laughs> you're in Seattle, right? Or are you in Portland? I can I can never I, remember. Yeah, in Seattle. In Seattle. Okay. Well, I, I, the sun this time of year, the sun does not make very many appearances. So I hope you get some kind of I hope you get some kind of sunshine. So a week ago, when the Kevin Durant trade came down, I believe you were doing your grades piece for ESPN.com. You gave the Suns an A, if memory serves, for this acquisition. From player, from the marriage of a player to a scheme and a team, how perfect is this marriage of Kevin Durant coming to the Suns? I mean, I think the beauty of Kevin Durant is, you know, he works in basically any scheme with any set of complementary players around him. That's how malleable his skill set is for a superstar player because of the fact that he's such a great shooter. He's a dangerous threat off the ball. He doesn't need to play constantly with the ball in his hands. But, you know, it, it kind of amplifies a lot of the strengths the Suns already had in terms of their, their shot making, uh, particularly how lethal they are from mid-range. You know, Brooklyn had been... Durant was healthy, the greatest shot making team. I think they were on pace for the greatest shot making season if you uh, in the history of the, the camera tracking data that goes back to, to 2013-14 according to the second spectrum metrics and you know, obviously Phoenix with, with Devin Booker and Chris Paul already had a lot of that skill and I don't know that you could have, ever have enough of it so yeah I mean I, I going looking back I may have been a little over exuberant just in terms of it was a high price that they paid in terms of Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Carter and the draft picks, but uh, at the end of the day, you got Kevin Durant. You're right there with a chance to win a championship, and and that's why I think this is a move the Suns kind of had to make. What'd you give the Nets? What was your, what was your grade with them? I, I gave them a B originally. I think I would probably revise that upward looking back. Because, <laughs> you know, to, to, yeah, I mean, especially yes, after Mikael Bridges goes off the other uh, last night or, or two nights ago, or whatever it was, uh, I, to get the players that they did and get all the picks like it is a larger return than we've seen for even you know at least on paper Donovan Mitchell we didn't know that Lowry Markkinen was going to do what he's done and become an all-star in Utah but you know certainly Rudy Gobert with the other comparable trades where we've seen a team give up this many first round picks Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson are are more valuable players to have than than those guys but uh, in in part because of the fact that Durant is just at a higher level than Gobert and even Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Mikel is so good. Forty-five the other night for the Nets. You know, we we have an appreciation for him watching him every day, day in, day out. That I don't think other people in the country really understood how good of a player they gave up. I want to ask you about Window One and Window Two because the Suns' Window One without Durant, it was like it was open, like there was a chance to win a championship, but you, you just don't know how when that window was going to close because of Chris Paul's age. Window Two was a window that had Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges. 
Bridges and all those draft picks to use for somebody else. That window is severely damaged right now because it does seem like all their eggs are in one basket to win either this year or next year because of the age of Durant and Paul. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I think you're certainly, this was a conversation I remember Zach Lowe having when LeBron went to Cleveland and they decided, you, you referenced Kevin Love earlier, you know, they decided to trade Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love that, you know, maybe your your window wasn't going to be quite as long as it could have been with Wiggins given his age, but it was going to be wider open because of the fact that, you know, it was going to take Wiggins a while. And, and in his case, he probably never has gotten to the level that, that Kevin Love played at early in his career in Cleveland. And uh, it was going to be wider open at first, and, and lo and behold, they you know go to the finals the first year, win the title in year two. So I think it's you know th- this is a much more extreme version of that. But I think one of the reasons this trade made more sense for the Suns now than it did in the summer is with DeAndre not taking a step forward this season, despite the absence of Devin Booker and, and you know Chris Paul kind of taking a step back in the offense. I think it was a little harder to convince yourself that this was going to be a championship contender, you know. In a few years when Chris Paul wasn't part of the mix. Kevin Pelton from ESPN, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, frequent guest of ours to talk NBA. We always enjoy having Kevin on the show. So, um, and I know you can't assume health, but just for the hypothetical purpose of the conversation, assuming health, are the Suns the best in the West? And if the answer is yes, are the Suns the best in the NBA with this roster? Who who do you have better than them in the West and just in general right now? I have them healthy atop the West. And, you know, I may be guilty guilty of underrating how well Denver can play in the playoffs. Uh, they've, they've certainly been terrific in the regular season, done everything you could have hoped with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back in the lineup. But defensively, you know, there are still question marks about them. I think you get in a playoff series. You know, they're, they're better equipped to defend Phoenix in some ways than they were a couple years ago when they were so sharp handed in the backcourt in that sudden sweep. But then you add Kevin Durant, it only exacerbates kind of that that ability to knock down mid-range jump shots that's going to make it very difficult for the Nuggets to play their preferred defensive style with Nikola Jokic. Now, they've been experimenting with different schemes in the regular season, and certainly we're going to see those in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, all of that said, if it's a Phoenix-Denver matchup and both teams are at full strength, I'm picking the Suns. I I still would have Boston and Milwaukee, I think, as the the top two most likely teams to to win the championship overall, maybe maybe that's you know Phoenix gets in that mix when you account for the fact that only one of those two can win the East. Uh, you know Milwaukee in the last twelve games here in this twelve game winning streak going into the break has gotten to the offense that we thought they maybe could have and, and didn't when Chris Middleton was out of the lineup and they were struggling to make shots. And then Boston has still start to finish. I think been the best team in the league this season. So they, they're those two teams are deeper than Phoenix. I think that's you know and then they just aren't trying to incorporate a superstar midseason. I don't think that prevents the Suns from winning a championship, but it does make it a little bit trickier. I'm big on styles make fights. So if you go with that philosophy, take the nuggets out of this. But if styles make fights, who has the best style to put up the best fight against Phoenix? Is it the, is it the Clippers? Is it the Warriors? Is it what team do you feel would match up very well with them in a playoff series? 
Yeah, it was interesting to to see the Clippers obviously against the Durantless team last night, and that would, I mean, that one would be tremendous fun because of the way that the Clippers play defense. You know, the number of switches you'd have, to, which which matchups does Phoenix look to exploit, that sort of thing, and you know, you, you've just got strength on strength with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George matching up with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, two great individual scorers going up against two of the better wing defenders in the league. Uh, I, I think Boston, if we're expanding to the entire league, is probably the the team that's best equipped to handle Phoenix because uh, they're also you know extremely versatile defend defensively, capable of switching a lot of things. And then I think offensively they've got a better chance of making Phoenix pay for some mismatches because they're not as quite as you know ISO dependent as the Clippers can be at times. All right, real quick, leave us with this, Kevin Pelton from ESPN. We we've been talking about it, a mild debate about it. Should the Suns be interested in Kevin Love, or should they be alarmed? No. Should they be alarmed by the fact that a team that's in contention in the East is buying Kevin Love out? What do you think the interest level should be here? I, I think there should be some interest because you definitely see, like, when Durain is out of the lineup, they get awfully small at times. And, you know, I, I don't know that Kevin Love is a better player right now than Tory Craig and Josh Akogi or giving the Suns great minutes. I think that's something that's, you know, overlooked nationally when people talk about that this is kind of a, a four-player team because, you know, uh, that there's not as big a drop-off from DeAndre Ayton to those next two guys as people might think. But uh, still, to have someone who is, you know, 6A plus can stretch the floor, uh, I, I think would be useful. I now the danger with buyout guys is always, you know, that you feel obligated to play them over somebody who might be a better matchup in a playoff series. And you know, I think in that in that scenario, when individual defense becomes more paramount, you're probably going to want to be playing guys like Craig and Akogi and not Kevin Love. And you know, even T.J. Warren would be out of him in the pecking order. But to get through the rest of the regular season, I think he could help them. Interesting, Kevin. As always, we appreciate it, especially this late on a Friday. Thanks for coming on for a few, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you real soon. Okay. All right. Thanks as always for having me. Yeah, you, you got, got it. it. Thanks, Kevin.